What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They head into week 11 against the Cleveland Browns and some very significant news popped up just minutes before we jumped on this show this morning. The Cleveland Browns, well, they're... uh without their starting quarterback for the remainder of the season as Deshaun Watson leaves with a shoulder injury, undergoing surgery to remove some bone chips. We'll dive into that, what it means for the Cleveland Browns, what it means for the AFC North, and obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers. Meanwhile, Mike Tomlin spoke yesterday and had some rather interesting things to say about his quarterback, Kenny Pickett, and his options at inside linebacker and how the Pittsburgh Steelers plan to replace Quan Alexander and Cole Holcomb this weekend. Meanwhile, we're going to go back to Sunday's game and take a look at an injured superstar for the Pittsburgh Steelers who somehow made a very, very significant impact in week 10 against the Green Bay Packers. It is a beautiful day here in the Berg. It's been a beautiful week here in the Berg. How you feel, my friend? I feel good. Yeah, like you said, beautiful day out, man. We were, uh, we're just keep plugging along. Um, that that news that uh that that news that we're just going to talk about about the Cleveland Browns man that's that's quite a thing to wake up to I'm just I'm I'm sitting here waiting for us to start to get on and then all of a sudden you know your day takes a pretty significant turn when you when you see something like that pop up yeah I agree I I got the text from you immediately my phone starts blowing up I was telling you guys I was on the phone so Amazon truck driver decided to take me out two days ago now I was leaving the facility decided I guess I didn't tell this story yet on the podcast but I'm driving home you guys both know me addicted to coffee and coffee shops so I'm leaving the facility I'm thinking all right I'm gonna make a little 10 minute excursion here to go to my favorite coffee shop in Pittsburgh because I need a little afternoon delight told myself the whole way I was like nah, there's a coffee shop by your house just go to the coffee shop by your house and I'm like no 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 we're going so I turn onto the road, Amazon truck drivers parked like little ways in front of me. So I come to a stop, puts it in reverse. I thought he was parallel parking. So I like it stopped enough to give him some space. He decided, nah, he's just going backwards. This is just how he drives now. Goes, smokes me going a good like 20, 25 miles per hour backwards. Kid gets out of the car. He's got to be 18 years old. And he goes, yeah, uh, I, my bad. I just don't use backup cameras. And I guess I looked in the wrong mirror. I was like, the wrong mirror, pal. The other mirror was looking at the sidewalk. What are you doing here? So anyways, don't have a truck anymore. We'll see what happens there. Was on the phone getting a rental car this morning, and you texted me, and then immediately phone starts blowing up. Deshaun Watson out for the season. The Cleveland Browns now go to P.J. Walker. Watson dealing with the shoulder injury, been dealing with it all season long. Now we'll undergo surgery to remove some some bone fragments that are floating around in there, I guess. This was revealed over the weekend after, I mean, it was announced Deshaun Watson got hurt with an ankle injury. Apparently it was two shoulder injuries. Very confusing stuff for the Cleveland Browns. Anyways, big news, serious impact for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, you were the first to see it. What were your, uh, what were your thoughts when all this uh, went down? Well, obviously this is this is bad for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, losing your your starting quarterback is never never ideal, but I had not been impressed with with Deshaun Watson at all, no. like through his through his two what one plus years and one and a half years in Cleveland. Yeah, I uh, got to say he's like I think he's like just at 16 games. Yeah. or something yeah. like that with the Browns. 
Yes, who spent two years there, but has only played 16 games. I mean, just what a, like, what a disastrous investment for them. Like, it's, you you basically got nothing out of this guy that you invested so much in, that you gave up so much to get, so pretty yeah. devastating from their angle, and then just... I don't know. I, I don't really. You can't really look at the Cleveland Browns in the same way. Like they, with that defense, they. You thought that they, you know, didn't need particularly spectacular quarterback play to be a contender in the AFC North, especially, and and be in the AFC playoff picture. But man, this is this is really going to make things difficult because. And, and we were talking about this before we got on, but PJ Walker, like in my head, is one of the better you know backup options in the league. And even yeah. he has thrown what did you say five interceptions to one touchdown this year. Yeah, like yeah, five to one. It's rough out there. Um, and like I said, you don't need much with the way that that defense is playing. But man, is PJ Walker even ready to give you enough that that you'll need to kind of get where the Browns I think want to go? I, I I don't know. It's 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 not. It doesn't look very good. And I mean, the Steelers are going to get. I don't know the first taste of it and probably get them at the opportune time because they're not even going to have time to, to really get Walker. I think like fully integrated and fully ready. He's still going to be, you know, coming off a position where he's, he's the backup and, and not fully in as a starter yet. So it's, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's an opportunity or it's a, it's a feeling where like if it happened, I guess it happened today. So you'll get a whole week of, of practice, but this is still like a fresh environment for a backup quarterback that no longer has like the excitement. You know, this is no longer like, Oh, PJ Walker is going to start. Here it is. Fresh set of legs. He could come out here and surprise a bunch of people and just shock the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won't know how to stop him. Like now this is a guy who's played games already for the Cleveland Browns this season. The Steelers have plenty of tape on him. He's gone from exciting to nah, you know, could get the job done. I guess if everything else is, clicking around him just like said huge opportunity for the Pittsburgh Steelers but when it comes to the Deshaun Watson situation as a whole I mean this is just it's just every single week it feels like you're just adding on to the this is the worst contract in NFL history maybe hands down at this point and if Watson comes back I mean like even in week what was it week 10 this past week he goes 14 for 14 in the second half headlines all over the place on Monday are Deshaun Watson is back. He's here. This is it. They're finally getting their return on investment. Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, we wake up. Deshaun Watson's done for the season. Every It's one step forward, two steps back for the Cleveland Browns. I just don't see it getting any better, especially when you start thinking like, I don't know, the Browns, like they got rid of Baker Mayfield, who looks good enough in Tampa Bay right now. They got rid of Josh Dobbs right before the season. And Josh Dobbs... I mean, Josh Jobs goes and wins a Super Bowl for the Minnesota Vikings this year. Everybody is going to love it, but nobody's going to be that shocked. Like, they're just going to be like, that's it, man. This is this is it. This is the Dobbs miracle of 2023. Meanwhile, they're sitting here with P.J. Walker, who, again, good backup, not a great starter. And DTR, who I believe is still healthy, but played one game, did not play very well for them. They're, they're in a pretty tough situation for a team that, I mean, 48 hours ago, people were talking about probably going to be a playoff team, probably going to compete for the AFC North, has an opportunity to make a run in the postseason. Now you're sitting here going, eh, I don't know if anything could actually happen just because of their just because their quarterback situation. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, this is prime opportunity. You could, you could become 3-0 and in the AFC North this week, really put a stamp on, okay, if it's the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers at the end of the season, the Steelers 
have a major advantage in that race and just what it does for the rest of the year. I mean, you know, sometimes the Browns are just the Browns, man. And I don't like to use that because, like, I feel like you could use that for the Steelers, too, and for every other team. But sometimes the Browns are just the Browns, man. Yeah, and it's crazy that they were able to pretty much survive – you know, yeah. like uh, Nick Chubb going down and uh, Josh Conklin, who I think was is starting like offensive tackle. Like they had already had a pretty lengthy injury report and they were dealing with some serious stuff, uh, guys who were out for the year. And then just add another one to that list. It's it's unlucky, like they, they can't control it. But also, I mean, man, it's just you sign on to. It's just it's incredible just the saga of signing on to to take on Deshaun Watson, taking all the heat for that, but but thinking, no, this is it's fine. We're gonna win with him, you know. Yeah. And it's all gonna be worth it, and then it just kind of all comes crashing down around you. It's unfortunate is not the word that I really want to use because I don't really think it's that unfortunate. Yeah, but, yeah, they um, put themselves in their in this situation, right? But it is a little unlucky. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, they've come. Uh, They've come a long way. They've given up a lot of money. They wasted three first round. That's the thing that sneaks in this whole situation. The Cleveland Browns gave up three, I believe it's three, first round picks for Deshaun Watson in this trade on top of $240 million fully guaranteed. Tough situation to be in, but, you know, you you dug yourself a hole. You got to get out of it. You got to find a way to get out of it. Deshaun Watson at this point will be like three pretty much years removed from the NFL from last playing a full season got to be tough to uh, to get back on that horse, but good for the Pittsburgh Steelers because this is news that gives them a huge boost going into the weekend. They're dealing with their own quarterback situation. Kenny Pickett has been less than impressive the last two weeks, really less than impressive for most of the season outside of fourth quarter. Kenny, obviously major questions are popping up amongst the fan base and the media and really everybody talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their quarterback who is highlighted as maybe the reason that this team has struggled offensively to the degree that it has throughout the year and really throughout last season. Tomlin yesterday was asked, hey, does does this does is this enough? You know, is this a it, it, can you judge Kenny Pickett or can you evaluate Kenny Pickett? And what he said is, quote unquote, certainly we need more. Quote, man, we're going to need more, particularly particularly as this road narrows. But guys like Kenny and myself were measured by wins and losses. He and I talk often and openly about it. We know what our jobs are. Our jobs are to win. And so that's where we are. That's where our focus is. Let me ask you this. Tomlin obviously acknowledged that the Pittsburgh Steelers need more from Kenny Pickett. We'll dive into the wins and losses things here in a second, but did you take that as the Steelers really need more from Kenny Pickett and truly believe like, hey, look, it needs to be acknowledged that we need more from our quarterback? Or did you just take it as Mike Tomlin's just answering a question and giving the media something like he has done all season long? Well, I think it's more about, uh, you know, it's kind of a we can always, you know, we always yes. need more from Kenny. You know, we yes. always need him to kind of be playing better and there's always a, a higher ceiling to reach. Um, but I don't know if it was seriously like we're pressing Kenny. We need him to play, play much better in order for us to, to get where we need to go. I mean, I don't think he, any of his words were necessarily wrong. I understand what he's saying about, look, if we, you know, as 
the road gets more difficult as we face some of these interdivision games that are really important to us. And as we get down the stretch of a, of a push for the playoffs, uh, Kenny does need to be at his best in order for us to, to really give ourselves the best odds of, of, you know, realizing all of our goals and anything, but it yeah. didn't seem super urgent. I will say, um, I mean, but also to that end, like it's a pretty noticeable shift in tone from Mike Tomlin from last week. I mean, last week it was all about, you know, someone asked him about, uh, you know, Kenny struggled through the first three quarters of games and Mike Tomlin, you know, responded with, well, why aren't we talking about that fourth quarter? You know, like, yeah. Um, and this week it's all about, you know, Hey, we need a little bit more from him. So I think it's just, it's interesting in that way too, that, that Mike Tomlin is not, I don't know. He last week he was very explicitly defensive of Kenny, and he's not so this week. So I just, I mean, I would ask what changed, but I know Kenny did not have a great game last <laughs> yeah. week. So I think that's probably what changed. But. I was gonna say I, I I I agree with you. Like I I took it as just like uh, this is what Tomlin's gonna say, but this is what Tomlin. If you ask Tomlin like, hey, do you need more out of T.J. Watt at this point in the season? He'd be like, yeah. As these roads narrow, we're gonna need every bit we need right. out of T.J. Watt. That would just be his generic answer and then i think he like quickly realized i i think he knew going into it but the, if he didn't know going into it he quickly realized like ah okay this is gonna be taken a certain type of way so we're gonna clean it up and talk about wins and losses and this is what we're judged on blah 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 i mean shout out mike Tomlin, dude. he's the quickest thinker i've ever met in my entire life when it comes to these questions he never misses a beat and he always has some ridiculous answer that just makes makes you think way too much um when it comes to the wins and losses, do you agree? Do you think that this is a judged off of wins and losses? Like, do you simply judge a quarterback out of off of a six and three record and, you know, the run at the end of the season last year? Or do you judge him off of more than that? And, you know, where, where do you stand with Kenny Pickett? Well, I mean, you have to judge him off of more than that. Uh, but, you know, I think I get the overarching principle of like, you know, as long as we're winning, then we must be doing something right. But like, yeah. man, I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I like, I, I understand what he's saying, but I don't know if I necessarily agree because yeah. I think it's so evident that a lot of the reasons the Steelers won, particularly last week and even going back a long way was because they were able to run the ball because they played really good defense. Like your quarterback isn't there, there's a framing of this where uh I think Tom was trying to paint the quarterback as a little irrelevant or like paint him into the background, you know, yes. not yeah, not necessarily as someone who has a big impact on a game or bigger an impact than than any other position on the field, but that's just simply not true. Like the, yeah. you just can't dance around that at all that uh when you're the quarterback, when you have the ball in your hands every time uh you have an oversized impact on the game. So unless you're like really helping your team, uh, you're, you're hurting them in some ways, you know, like unless you're actively making plays for them, uh, you're hurting the team. And I think that's where I'm at with Kenny, where, uh, he can't just be a background guy, you know, like he can't just be a game manager if the Steelers really want to get where they want to get. Uh, so that's where I would kind of take the, we certainly do need more from Kenny. Um, you know, winning is nice, but if you're not actively, helping the team win then that's you got to have a conversation about that and you got to be able to talk about okay well you know we're winning but how much is our quarterback actually contributing to those wins yes and at the same time how much is he hurting 
the possibility of winning other games and maybe the development of the team as a whole. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like you can't, if this was any other position, like if this was the running game and the running game would be just as difficult, but if this was like Deontay Johnson or George Pickens or Pat Fryermuth or, you know, one of those guys, you could say like, oh yeah, you know, like you could, this is, this is a minor detail that we could judge out. If it's not broken, don't fix it. It is what it is. The quarterback position is just not the same. I mean, we just had a whole conversation about how Deshaun Watson might be the worst contract in NFL history, history, excuse me. And the Cleveland Browns are six and three. Like they're sitting in the same spot as the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we're allowed to judge Deshaun Watson because of the mega deal that he got. You have to look at Kenny Pickett the same way. Like the, the Cleveland Browns are in a great spot, but things do not look totally upward because their quarterback situation is really, really bad. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a good spot, but they don't look like they're in an upward trajectory. Like you don't look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and say, man, this team is building towards a playoff run. Like they're, they have all the pieces. This is, this could be something great. Just like you look at the Cleveland Browns, like Cleveland Browns have a fantastic run game. They have a fantastic offensive line. They have a ridiculous defense right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers have all of those things too. And both teams have a quarterback that is not going to win you a football game. That's that's concerning. Like, and that's because of Kenny Pickett. I don't think you could judge a quarterback. I think you I think you judge a quarterback off of wins and losses if the rest of the team stinks and they're putting up wins and doing what they need to do, or you could judge a quarterback off of wins and losses if he's Josh Dobbs and he walked into a situation eleven days ago and is two and zero as a starter, like without doing anything crazy. That's when you judge a quarterback off of wins and losses. But I don't know. Like, there's there's a strong argument for like Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback all time than Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw won a lot more games than Ben Roethlisberger and a lot more Super Bowls than Ben Roethlisberger. And that argument's not brought up. Why? Because they acknowledge that there's so much more that goes into this. Can you carry a team? Can you be that guy? Kenny can't be that guy right now. I don't know. I, I agree. Like I, I, it's kind of almost like dimming the perspective of what a quarterback is and the importance of the position. And I just don't think, I don't think you could do that. You know, I think you have to look at it and judge it. Like if you're a coach wins and losses is it. That's like, right. You know, you know, Mike Tomlin wins. Cool. The Steelers lose. Not so cool. That's plain and simple. That's what, that's what coaches are judged off of quarterbacks. There are so many more things that go into it. You know, if Ken, if the Pittsburgh Steelers were three and six and Kenny Pickett looked like an absolute superstar, we would not be having conversations about whether or not Kenny Pickett is a problem. We would be having conversations about how the Pittsburgh Steelers are letting down Kenny Pickett because it's the other way around. Kenny Pickett is letting down the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that's, that's just where I stand when it comes to the wins and losses thing. Like, I just think that it's almost, it's almost wrong. Like his viewpoint of it is, is a little outdated. I feel. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's, I don't know. It, it's not, it's not sheltering Kenny because, yeah, you no, know, no. but it's, it's cause he definitely was more critical this week than he, than he has been in the past. But yeah, yeah. it is like, it is kind of shifting. I don't know. Like, because when Tomlin always says, you know, like, Hey, the, like, uh, you know, that things are a collective, that wins and losses are a collective, that, you know, they kind of like, 
I think he has a team view of wins and losses as well, but saying that Kenny gets judged off of those wins and losses, I think that that puts a lot of responsibility on the rest of the team to support Kenny and to be yes. good for Kenny than it than yes. it does for for Kenny to be good for the rest of the team, you know, and to support the rest of the team. Yes. And I, I think that change, just like you said, like I think it's coming. I think the Steelers are are kind of backing themselves into a wall as the rest of the offense starts to click and guys get frustrated and so on and so forth that you know, Tomlin's starting to acknowledge that he can't just hide this forever, that eventually he does have to slowly begin acknowledging it. And even if he doesn't acknowledge it to us, which I doubt he will, he's got he's got to acknowledge it internally. He's got to acknowledge it to Kenny and to Matt Canada and to Omar and to everybody else because, you know, that is he it'll start to change. Like it'll hit a point where he's like, "Okay, look at this, you know, this is where the team is. The team's six and three. Our quarterback is a three and six quarterback. Like we have to, we got to figure that out moving forward. Not like like we keep saying, nothing's going to happen this year. But it's it's constantly a roller coaster ride that we will have to ride as we figure out just who Kenny Pickett is in general. And I don't think we know that yet. But the whole like bus conversation is going to continue to ca- to come up. We haven't even touched the bus conversation because I just feel like it's too early to the bus conversation. Yeah, like is he a bust? Oh, a bust conversation. I was like, what bus are we talking about? Where? Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, the bus. Whether he was on the bus. No, mm-hmm. the like a bust. Like uh, we haven't even talked. I think it's too early to to even have that conversation, but a lot of people are starting to bring it up and that momentum will gain if if things don't if things don't change. All right. Let's flip sides to the defense. Pittsburgh Steelers obviously lost Quan Alexander. They placed him on IR yesterday. They lost Cole Holcomb a week ago, placed him on IR. They're down to Alandon Roberts, Mark Robinson as their inside linebackers. Mike Tomlin was quick to say, we are staying in-house. We are not looking outside the organization when it comes to inside linebacker replacement options. And then jumped right to the point and said, it will be Michael Walker and it will be Tariq Carpenter. I think those are, are great moves for the Pittsburgh Steelers. People have some issues, though, with them just like ignoring any outside potential that they could bring in names like Anthony Barr have been tossed out plenty of times. Some have said like Deion Jones without realizing that Deion Jones got signed to an active roster. I think the, the, the options are limited on the outside, but people still want the Pittsburgh Steelers to explore them. Did you have an issue with them saying we're staying in house? We're not even going to consider any outside outside options. Uh, no, not really, because, I mean, the outside options are extremely limited, uh, especially yes. after, you know, Anthony Barr, I think, is uh, he got signed already, right? Like, he's going he's back on, to the Vikings. He's uh, on the Vikings practice squad. So, still available, but not available, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I was I was pretty comfortable, honestly. Like, I, we've talked about Michael Walker before. We're pretty confident that he can he can be a guy for them, especially just as a backup. Um, and he was also a guy that, you know, people, I think the big concern with him you know, last week, you know, we talked about replacements for Cole Holcomb was just his experience in the system and everything like that. But I mean, with time, that's that's only going to get better and that's only going to become less of a problem. So, like, I don't know, I, I'm pretty confident with with him moving forward. If he's your third outs- inside linebacker, um, there's just like, I mean, like at this point, you have to be OK with your in-house options because yeah. there's really no one else to go get. But um, it's. I don't know. I, I'm still pretty comfortable with what they have. Um, I don't know. I think they'll be able to to survive with it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not super concerned with it at all. I, I think they've they've got the talent in house, and uh, I mean, 
the other the flip side of it is you kind of have to be fine with it because you can't really go get anyone else. Like there's no yeah. one no one really left to get. I don't know who the Steelers were supposed to to snatch up besides Barr, I guess, but I'm sure there was some competition there and for him going back to Minnesota was probably a comfortable move. So, you know. Yeah, I'm uh I'm still gonna toss out Nick Kwiatkowski. You never know, but no, I'm joking. Uh I think I I agree. Like, I, I think if the Steelers were even considering outside options as well, my top choice would still be Michael Walker. He's young. He's got pass coverage ability. He's got starting experience. Like, that's exactly what you're looking for. You're not looking like a vet's cool. Awesome. You could bring in Anthony Barr. But I mean, in two weeks, chances are people are complaining because it's another Patrick Peterson situation or a Levi Wall situation where it's like, ah, this guy doesn't have the juice left in the tank. Like, might as well just try and find somebody young and I mean, what if Michael Walker works out? He's 26 years old. You go into next season, you got another inside linebacker that you feel really good about. Like, awesome. Quan Alexander's here on a one-year deal. You got Cole Holcomb. You could bring a Landon Roberts back. You could bring Mark Robinson back, and then, boom, you got Michael Walker. Awesome. What if you find something in Tariq Carpenter because this is a guy that is an undrafted free agent and, you know, could be a diamond in the rough. You never know. He's a speedy dude who played safety who moved down inside linebacker. I just... I think for what the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for, yeah, it stinks. If this happened, you know, three weeks ago, you try and make a trade maybe. But for the situation that they're in and the time of year that it happened, staying in-house just makes all the sense in the world. And on top of that, you got to have somebody who could come in here and make make an impact immediately. Like you have to have someone who knows the defense, who isn't going to struggle. If you go and sign Anthony Barr, that's two weeks where he's got to learn the defense before he could step on a football field. That's just that's not ideal. They don't have time for that. Michael Walker could come in here and make an instant impact. Tariq Carpenter could play special teams like. I think those are by far the best options I have. I I have no no issues with them ignoring the outside just because of what you said. Like there's just nobody like (laughs) there's you could. It does not matter unless you're going to go out and get like Jay and Brown, who I believe is like former UCLA Bruin Jayon Brown, if I'm if I'm guessing that correctly, he's still out there. But like, I don't even know if he's good anymore. I just know him because he pops up on Madden every once in a while. Like, besides that, right. nothing. Right, and like Walker was like a starter last year. Yeah, know? like he made a hundred tackles last year. Like, yep. this guy still clearly has it. Like, he's not that far removed from from being a real impact player in the NFL. So, yeah, I don't know he why told he me, he said to me or to us like as media scrum the other day like. I I never believed that I would be in this situation this season. Like he had, he, he did not believe that he wouldn't be on an active team, let alone not starting. So he clearly feels that he's confident enough to, to do so. The ending in Atlanta was so weird that it just doesn't make sense. Give him a shot. See what happens. I mean, you find somebody good. Cool. That's, that's awesome. And you know, if that's how you're going to use your practice squad, I'm all for that. Like, you know, bring in guys who are, who are capable veterans and stash them as long as you could. And maybe you maybe you find more guys like like Michael Walker. I agree. No, uh, no issues here for anybody who does have an issue. Just go look at free agents, man. And like take a real deep dive at what these guys have done recently. And you'll quickly learn. It's not great. It's uh, it's not a good it's not a good place to be. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here. We missed this on Monday's episode. Got to bring it up now. Uh, during the Steelers week 10 win over the Green Bay Packers ends in an interception from DeMonte KZ prior to that play, the Pittsburgh Steelers called timeout. 
we all just look at it like they're just adjusting the defense. They got to get ready. They, they didn't like what they saw, blah, blah, blah. Little did we know. And, you know, the broadcast camera showed it. Apparently, Mark Caboli did a deeper dive into it. Don't know how he got his intel, but Mark always knows a little bit of something somehow. Minka Fitzpatrick was standing there on the sidelines next to Ter- Terrell Austin, next to Mike Tomlin. That play goes in right at the last minute to for that last call prior to the play itself. So this is right before the timeout. And all of a sudden, you see Minka Fitzpatrick just like, quickly loses mind not like a shoving guys getting angry just like a yo what do we do this is not what we're calling right now and like made his case as quickly as possible you could see ta sitting there just like ah, okay all right <laughs> i got it sounds good they call a timeout they change the play to whatever minka's feeling i believe that the steelers i believe the report says the steelers were in man minka said get the hell out of man and get in zone this is the last play of the game and we got guys like elijah riley out there running around miles Killebrew. We need, we need, we need to play zone. They switched to zone. DeMonte KZ comes up with an interception. I mean, we'll start with this one. How awesome is, is it to have a Minka Fitzpatrick who could look at a defense and go, what the hell are you doing? No, this is not going to win us the game. And then pick the play that wins them a game. And, And second to that, I think some people like, you know, I saw a couple of blogs, which, you know, blogs are ridiculous these days, put stuff out and be like, Minka Fitzpatrick loses his mind on TA and then they make the play. I didn't view it like that at all. I viewed it as this is a superstar player that you have to your disposal who saw something and and made the adjustment. And it was awesome for the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching staff to put that much trust in him and say, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. I think that's a whole other level to a football game. Well, uh, what were were your thoughts on both there? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure it's it's like cool for – like fans and for us to see this story, but I'm sure for TA, like it's like, yeah. I, I read Caboli's story and he leads it off with, yeah, to, to Terrell Austin, Minka Fitzpatrick can be quite honestly, a little bit of a pain in the ass sometimes. Um, <laughs> and so I think that's what it is. It's like, yeah, Minka, you're a, you're a really good player, but sometimes you can be a giant pain in the ass. Um, it, it's yeah, a good yeah. thing. That thing, it's a good thing that call worked out. Um, and I, like you said, I think it's good that it's impressive and good. And I think, uh, kind of speaks to like the flexibility and the um I don't know what the word is I guess like security of the coaching staff that they don't feel like that they're willing to collaborate with yeah. with a guy like Minka that they trust him enough to to know the defense and to to help them make calls in games even when he's not on the field um it just also makes you wonder like what is what does Minka do on the field sometimes like is he is he ever audible on the field is he like you know arguing I've with heard calls stories over, yeah. that Minka will like They'll call a play, and this doesn't happen all the time, but I've heard stories where, like, they'll call a play, and then the coaching staff standing on the sidelines going, what the hell is Minka doing? What is that? Is that the – what is Minka doing? And then he comes up with something good, and you're just like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. that works. Which, like, granted, you know, guys like those, the people – Keith Butler and uh, – or not Keith Butler, um, Dick LeBeau used to say it all the time that Troy Polamalu, he would, he would yell at him constantly. Like, he'd come off the field, and he'd be like, look at Troy. Just next time, just tell me that you're going to do that, okay? Please just let me know because they just they just do whatever they want. Yeah, and I mean you got to trust it with guys like that. Like you got to trust yeah. that they have football instincts and that they know what they're doing. But yeah, you do like you, you got to strike that balance between you know letting good players do what they do and and being the coach and being the guy. Like one person's got to call the plays, and it can't should probably shouldn't be a player the entire time. So <laughs> no. uh, it's if you're TA, you got to strike that balance between taking input from 
from good players and guys that you trust versus saying, no, I'm the defensive coordinator. I'm the coach. I got to call these plays because one person's got to call them. We can't be arguing back and forth on, on every possession. Yeah. Yeah. That, I agree. Like, I don't think anybody besides, like, I think even if like TJ Watts coming up to the huddle, you're looking at him and going, no, sorry, mm-hmm. not, not, we're, we're not doing that. Uh, Minka, you know, obviously has a little bit of control. It's cool to see that he's that knowledgeable and has that vision for what's happening. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like to, to some degree, it does have to bug TA. He's definitely got to sit there and just go, all right, shut up, please. Like just (laughs) fine. Okay, fine. (laughs) We'll call the play. I got it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool that it works out. It's for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like there's, there's two sides to this because there's like the, okay, it's really good. It's always better to have more than one eye on a situation, but the Steelers defense is, I mean, it's already got two eyes. It's already got TA and it's got Mike Tomlin who are both heavily like this is Mike Tomlin. TA might be the defensive coordinator, but this is Mike Tomlin's defense. And you already have two names going back and forth there to add a third. That is a lot of voices all in one. I think the funniest part is Tomlin, like standing in front of the little like situation there and not acknowledging it at all. He's just (laughs) like, nah, I'm not hearing anything. I don't hear you know, you guys talk that one out real quick. You got 30 seconds um, and then it's timeout, which again, it worked out. So shout out Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, I bet you if you ask him, he never does it. And if you ask T.A., he does it all the time. So yeah. we'll get two sides to that one. But cool that they caught it on camera. Um, cool that it worked. If it didn't work and you catch it on camera, we're talking about a whole other situation. And it uh, it's not probably not a good one. We're probably making shit up for being honest. If it's the other way around, people are like, oh, man, Minko was furious about T.A., blah, 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 blah. Like, no, nah, I doubt it. So I am. I'm glad that the story uh, turned out like it did. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Before we head out, we have... Another opportunity to win one of the two jersey giveaways that we will be doing on Friday. Remember, Mean Joe Green signed jersey and a Jack Lambert signed jersey for in, in honor of winning in the alternative throwback block uniforms this past Sunday and hitting 20,000 subscribers on YouTube again. We cannot thank you guys enough. It's been one incredible run and we're uh, looking forward to the next milestone and many more to come after that drop hashtag AST in the comments here on YouTube on Friday, we will have two winners for you guys. One from today's show, one from Monday's show to select uh, or, or to win both of those jerseys. Enjoy. Good luck. Find all of our work at allsteelers.com, all of our pick coverage at inside the Panthers.com. Again, good luck. Hope you win a Jersey. Enjoy another beautiful day in the bark. Peace.